Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters, living with no debt, doubts, or worries. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, radio voice. What are you drinking? Hey, Matt. I don't even think I can do a radio voice. Fine. I am <laughs> polishing off uh, my Konig von Flandern, <laughs> the local German brew, hand-delivered by my mom. Nice. And uh, I think if it was a normal beer... Uh, it would have taken me quite a long time to get through a liter, but I am trucking through this thing. It's super delicious, dude. And don't get too drunk before I come up there, because I, I don't want to be not, dragging you. Usually, I'm trucking through beers that are like 9%. This, this, is, this not, is definitely not that. Okay. No, no. It's just very tasty. Uh, yeah, so I want to talk about your uh, recent blog post about your uh, investment strategy blueprint. So we're going to get into that, but if you guys have questions about personal finance... You know who to email. Listen, money matters at gmail.com. We are getting tons of emails. We love going through the emails. We love answering the emails. We want more emails. If you guys have emails about show topics, if you guys want to email your catchphrases, that's fine too. But we'd rather you submit your catchphrases via Twitter to our Twitter account at Money Matters Man. And we actually got a catchphrase living with no debts, doubts, or worries. And that was by Griffin Meckelberg. That's a cool name, actually. Griffin. That's cool. Griffin's a mm-hmm. cool name. Like Meckelberg that is that so? Is that German or Jewish or maybe I, it's both? I don't know. Hmm. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. So let's jump into this. I have a big question about your article. Go. Uh, I'm going to pull it up, and my big question. Now you had mentioned in this article that <laughs> I think I might have to disagree with you on it, and and, and it, you know. Please disagree because I it was very well thought out, so I would love to discuss any piece it, it's, of it. it for the for those of you who are looking for it, it's called the Ultimate Investment Strategy Blueprint. And you can find it by going to listenmoneymatters.com and going to, to the invest section and you'll see it there in the top uh six uh posts. Uh and you go through because we, we did an introduction to simple investing, we did an illustrated guide to investment types. You talk about the greed versus fear. Uh, they're, they're like prerequisites, like things that I, that I or we have written that I think they need to read to completely understand everything being discussed. Yeah, because you go over the core components and rules, which uh, you talk about checking account, which is your working capital. You talk about your savings account, which uh, is basically nothing to you, to anyone, right? Right, like, like a lot of people, we got a little bit of noise, like, oh my god, get rid of your savings account, what are you, like heathens? Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess we're heathens then. Uh, yeah. So the one thing that bothered me was the emergency fund thing. And, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about, okay. why? Tell me. Well, you... <sighs> Alright, so to get this straight, you need a checking account, right? You mm-hmm. need one, because that's how you pay your bills, that's how you pay for things, you know, with cash, you need one. Right, right, uh, and that's how you can fund your emergency account and other accounts and other investment accounts. You need a checking account, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You said that you should start with an emergency fund, and we consider this our safety net, quote unquote. And you want uh, to put twenty five thousand dollars into an emergency fund, mm-hmm. and that's before you start investing. So give me the g- – g- why – all right, where did you get the number? So, so, so you're actually wrong. You're incorrect in your assumption. So I, I think that either you didn't read the article or I miswrote something and then I'll have to correct it. But um, 
I was one of the core things okay. of what I say is that uh, and what we've been saying for a while is get rid of your savings account because uh, there's literally no difference than keeping in your checking account, right? There's However, a, it, right. I mean, there's a slight I mean, there, difference. There's, okay, what's the difference? Well, a checking account, depending on what checking account, some checking accounts do have interest, like the I believe the electric. Yeah, 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 dude. So, um, I when we did the uh, the first one, an introduction to simple investing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you go there, the first graph which you created on under my direction, yeah, we have a we have a, a line for or, or rather an area graph for a checking account, mm-hmm. an area for savings and and that for investing. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I searched the internet for the highest yielding checking account. Okay. And we use that number as the quote unquote average annual interest rate. Okay. For a checking account. For a checking account. And then I found the highest yielding savings account. Okay. And use that number. And then we used uh, our investment account average at 7%. Okay. And you know, Dave Ramsey says it's 11%. I think you'd be, it'd be impossible for you ever to reach that. Ours is pretty conservative. um, Yeah. Pretty conservative. Okay. And if you look at the graph, and I, I pulled it up just to look at it, the the difference between the amount is you earn, yeah, it it is minuscule, and it is even minuscule after you pull it out over thirty years. I agree with you that a savings account is a stupid thing to have when so there's, what I'm when s- there's accounts like Betterment that are out there that exist, mm-hmm. and even checking right. accounts that give you the same kind of interest rate or close mm-hmm. to it. Uh, no sense in having one. So that's not where I'm having the issue. The seven percent uh, applies to Betterment. It is an investment account, and the seven percent is a market average. And Betterment, by definition, it's like an average of average. You're going to have to explain the idea of this emergency fund and where you got the twenty five thousand dollar cap number from. Right. So now um, we have and a checking. Explain. Account. I mean, I want you to explain it from like yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to explain it logically. So. Traditionally, I think what people learn is you have your checking account, which is usually barely funded, maybe underfunded. It's like just enough money. That's your cash. Right. That's your cash. And then everything surplus, you're going to put into a savings account. Right. And then maybe uh, if you are so ambitious, you may take a a tiny sliver and throw that into an investment. Right. That's like the general mindset and uh we're we're not only saying it's wrong but we're proposing uh, a different solution okay so one is get rid of the savings account because i think that you pretty much can't disagree that it's meaningless in its difference from a checking account so if you get rid of the the savings account you simplify your fine simplify your finances uh i will say that some checking accounts have a monthly fee whereas savings accounts don't if you but that's, um, but improve usually, your finances, hopefully that should be uh, right. It doesn't make any sense because and the thing is, you can't withdraw from your savings. You like you can't get a debit card. For all your, right, I won't argue with that. All right, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna stick with that. Go ahead. Um. So uh, now we have a checking account. Yep. And we have Betterment, which is an average of averages, but it is in the stock market, so it is an investment. Okay. Right. So um, what about now? Let me before. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, but yeah, what fine. happens uh, if you can't have Betterment? Like, what's the what's an alternative to a Betterment? So I, I discuss uh, Vanguard later in the. All right, in the so we'll go. We won't go into that, but let's we'll, assume we'll, we'll jump into that. Maybe tie it up at the end, and we're actually going to have an article. I mean, uh, an episode on Vanguard. 
So right. maybe they'll listen to that one. All right, but, I'm done cutting you off. I want you to start from the beginning and tell me what our alternative is, what your alternative is to this. So, so we agree we're getting rid of the getting rid of a savings account because it just complicates your finances. It has really no uh, benefit, right? You might as well just keep all your money in your checking account. And um, if the difference of having a savings account is to keep you from spending all your money, uh, you can still spend all your money very easily if it's in a savings account. So, get rid of the savings account. Now we have a checking account, which is basically zero risk, right? But almost zero return. And we have an investment account, which has a moderate risk. I would, say, I would say even like lower moderate risk because we're investing in average of averages, which is like the U.S. economy as a whole. Mm-hmm. So um, if it's tanking terribly, you likely have much greater issues um, than, than that. So, uh, and, and so what does I pr- everyone else. Right, so does everyone. So yeah. you're in the same boat as everyone. Because if the economy tanks, then everyone... But anyways, we won't go into that. So what I'm saying is you take what you would traditionally put in your savings account, and you're now going to put some of that in your checking account, mm-hmm. but the majority of it's going to go into something like Betterment. Some sort so, of an investment account. Exactly. So this way, you're actually getting a return mm-hmm. on your savings. However, you're not 100% exposed in terms of risk, so that if for whatever, this will never happen, that the investments go to zero because then, you know, we're in nuclear war or something right, like that. Okay. You know, but you would at least have things to lean on. Mm-hmm. So what I propose um, is in your checking account, uh, you keep 150% extra for breathing room. So you would, and actually I'll, I'll read exactly what I wrote. Checking account otherwise known as our working capital. This is the cash needed to cover your expenses from monthly purchases plus 150% extra for breathing room. So if you spend $2,000 a month on stuff, your checking account should always have $5,000 in it. So uh, we have the $2,000 that is our monthly expenses and 150% more. Um gets us at uh, uh, an additional 2500 to yeah so it's double the amount plus 50% more right so to work that math out if you spend $2000 a month on monthly expenses then you should have $5000 in there because well actually it's so so basically well, actually you did the math 2000 uh no, no, I did the math right so what I do is it's 5000 or 2000 times 2.5 right which is five two forty five hundred two two do you okay I mean, let me let me get the calculator out because I think that you're wrong but two thousand times two point five is five thousand dollars so okay just double check your calculator Matt I didn't use a calculator <laughs> I just thought I just thought two thousand plus two thousand what what is ha- what is half of two thousand a thousand right so if you have two thousand that's one month's expense. 150% more is, is 100%, so it's another 2,000. Yep. And then 50%, so half of that. I understand. Okay, sorry. So and I was looking the, at two, I'm sorry. I was looking at 2.5 as 2,500. Sorry. Uh, you know, it's actually, it's actually confusing because when you uh, do percentages in addition, yeah. it, you know, versus multiples, it, it gets conveyed differently, which is why I displayed it as both because it, it's it's a confusing thing to discuss. But is it, can, we, can we say that if your expenses are $2,000 a month, to have $4,000 in there is okay too? 
No, I think you should have five thousand in there, and and I'll explain the reason why. Okay. So say some say you know um you've implemented this strategy, and you have just started to put into your investment account. So say you have your five thousand mm-hmm. dollars in your checking account, and you have two hundred dollars in Betterment. And it just so happens that tomorrow is a day that Lehman declares bankruptcy and everything goes to terrible, utter shit. Yeah. Right? That means that you have two and a half months to come up with income. You've lost your job. You have nothing. So you have the $200 in betterment. Maybe it's now worth $50. I I don't know. Whatever it's worth. And this is a catastrophic time. It's a once in a hundred years event. So – you still have two and a half months to get a job at McDonald's and clean bathrooms or work at a movie theater or get an equivalent job. So you're, you're not um, caught like with your pants down. Okay. And that is what your working capital is for. Mm-hmm. It is to get you through like basic stuff spending, whatever, and then everything else needs to earn you money because you're learning very quickly. Uh, you don't have that much in betterment, but you're making all of this money doing nothing. Right. It so makes you, no... Yeah. So you have this working capital cushion is what you're... Right. Okay. And, and so then what I what I convey betterment as is it's um, it is your emergency fund, right? So say, say you know, uh, you know, you're working along and you know the goal is to have 25,000 in betterment and you have like $5,000 and you break your leg but you have no health insurance. That that could go what you have in betterment could go towards helping for All right, the medical. That's exactly how much I have in betterment and that's exactly my situation. So yeah. You broke your leg? No, I'm saying that <laughs> that's something that could happen to me. Yeah. I don't so, have health insurance and I could break my leg and I'm going to need that $5,000 out of betterment. So, um but I also have Five grand in my checking, right? So I'm right Which now is great. following your your strategy. Yes. yes. Now, now here's the thing. Um, I say you go up to twenty five thousand dollars in this emergency fund. Uh huh. However, we we must be clear on the definition of emergency fund. Yes. And I'm going to say this is where almost everyone fails. An emergency fund is not a slush fund. It is not an LCD television fund. It is not a vacation fund. It is not an anything fund. It is an emergency fund. And now, fine, you could say, well, um, I need to, I, I don't even, I can't even imagine some of these fictitious emergency fund scenarios. Because the thing is, if you're having an emergency, more than like two to three times in your life, you're very dramatic and most of them are likely not emergencies. And if they're not emergencies, you should save the amount that you need in your checking account. So if you, th- if you feel that you deserve a television and it costs $1,000, that $1,000 should be slowly collected and stored in your checking account and then you spend it. Okay. Right? Everything goes into your emergency fund, stays there, unless there's leaves. an emergency. Right. And it never leaves. And you build that up to $25,000. Why 25000 Why 25000 Because after that, 
we're going to assume in this fictitious scenario, I mean, but it could likely be some person, that you'll then have 30, you'll have a net worth of $30,000, right? Okay. You have 5000 in your in your working capital checking mm-hmm. account, 25000 in betterment. Mm-hmm. Your net worth is 30000 So if you were to rank yourself in like the scale of America, you're pretty damn high because most people are negative. Okay. And, and, and in a terrible situation, and not that I recommend you go to debt and credit cards, but you could always go to loans and credit cards for things that you need. You know, you could drive yourself down if you're in a terrible situation, but you're $30,000. Now we want to diversify and we want to get higher gains than we might find on Betterment. Okay. So we'll pick up some riskier strategies, you know, maybe get into some Vanguard funds. And the reason, so I, so I say don't contribute further because uh, we, we want to go elsewhere and we don't want to touch it because if you build up to 25000 and then you don't have an emergency to two years later, it's highly likely that you've added thousands upon thousands of dollars in growth to that emergency fund. So your emergency fund may be in a year $35,000. Maybe in two years it's like 50000 I mean, I don't know. It depends how the market is. But All hmm. right. Can I ask how I can work this into my own? Because I'll tell you where I am now. Mm-hmm. So I have I have the working capital part, right? I have that. Right. E- easy. You know, mm-hmm. actually I have more than I should in my working capital. Uh, I have $5,000 currently in Betterment, and mm-hmm. that's about it. And see, this is, this is the beauty of the strategy, is that um, okay. what, do you, what do you do next, is what you're saying. Uh, like, what right. do you do? So, yeah. So, am I... So I I just should just can keep contributing to Betterment until so I reach twenty five thousand. So you set up your auto deposit in Betterment. Yep, and you just keep on going. So for the vast majority of the beginning of the strategy, uh-huh. it takes no effort. You set the automation in Betterment. Here, here, okay, yeah. So so all right. So then I'm going to get to twenty five thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I hit twenty five thousand dollars in Betterment, now I start to now I have enough money. Like mm-hmm. I have a good, I have a good net worth, right? Mm-hmm. Now I should start thinking about uh, a brokerage account and maybe investing in some individual stocks and yeah. some like mutual funds and stuff and and those things. Uh, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. So during this building an emergency fund stage, which I'm currently in, should I also have a Roth IRA and a 401k? So in the beginning of the article. I roughly outline, you know, what we're going to do, what's a savings account, checkings account, and, you know, in the, in the terms of the strategy. And then uh, I outline four rules. Okay. So, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to approach a strategy. We're going to have our working capital. We're going to build up betterment. But there are four rules that we're going to always follow, either defining of the strategy or just in addition to. They're just like your, your rules for your money. In your, inv- in your investment strategy. So number one is don't lose your money or your pants. And it's basically uh, don't invest in dumb shit like gold, silver, oil, like super speculative things, whatever. And it's about diversifying. And, and that, that's kind of why we do the betterment and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. The next is the emergency comes first. The emergency fund comes first. And that's kind of how we're putting everything in there um, before we go into Vanguard. Okay. And stuff like that. And it's also um, just like don't spend it on stupid shit. The third rule, 
and this applies to your question, is always accept free cash. So should you put into a 401k? Um, does your employer match is what I would ask you. Because if they do match and say they match $1,000, so you put in $1,000 and you get 100% return immediately. And then you're also on that 7% a year yeah, wheel. Right. You know, so, um, and there's like, well, what if I have like credit card debt, you know, and I, I'm like terrible debt person and my interest rates are like 25%, which must be a legal then cap. You shouldn't or be investing right now. It's not, you can't start. However, okay. however, you're, the, it's 25% APR. So that means if you have $1,000 in debt, you owe them 25, 25%. But if you have matching, that's 100% return or four times better right. than the worst possible debt you could have. Right. So always take the matching. Always get the matching, even if you're in debt. Okay. Always get the matching. It, it mathematically makes sense and in the future, you could borrow against your 401k. You could always withdraw from it early. I mean, it, it's money that you have. Right. And this way, you'll, you'll have like some safety in the fact that you're putting then like 95% towards your debt, but you don't have nothing. All right. In my situation, I don't have a 401k. No one matches. So I don't even have so anything. It, so that rule doesn't apply. So I, and I shouldn't be investing in a Roth, right? Um, at this point. No. I mean, okay. not, this, not at this point. So uh, everything's going into my emergency fund. Until I reach $25,000. Once I reach $25,000, then I can start expanding my investments, which we'll talk to, which we're going to talk about. But if I'm now that I have $25,000 $25, in betterment, that mm -hmm. money is going to grow. That money is going it's to be gross. And it's a lot of money, so it's going to grow quick. Yeah. yeah. So my question is mm -hmm. should, do I withdraw the no. earnings from it and invest it into the new stuff, or do I just keep betterment? Dude, you're, you're going to be able to like retire off based on your age and if you get there quickly like it'll I, I can imagine you being able to retire i mean maybe so, but, off but, that let balance, me, but let me but, ask like why wouldn't i just save up to like twenty thousand dollars in betterment and then like in a year i'll have you know or two years i'll have twenty five thousand dollars because of natural growth and i that way i can start my my harder <laughs> core investment strategy earlier Mm. So uh, you understand what I, I'm saying? I guess, and then then you could say, why is it not thirty thousand? Why is it not fifteen thousand? Why is it not ten thousand? Yeah. Why? Why? Why did you pick the number twenty five thousand? That's what bothered me. So okay, so I, I was imagining two things. Okay. I was imagining a net worth of a hundred thousand and how I might proportion it out. Okay. And I was also I, I've heard horror stories of people and something that I am considering as I'm weighing my future options that uh without health insurance uh having a baby is mother effing expensive so but not an emergency okay uh sorry oh so if, if laura it, okay if if i happen to be unemployed and laura is going to have a baby i'm going to pay for a doctor to do it i am not going to do it on our couch or in the taxi cab i understand or in a ta you know so i think like there are certain things i i, I might consider that an emergency yeah, in that in those circumstances, sure. But I mean, yeah. You, so, and and I think the thing is also you could have is what is sex. the purpose of an emergency fund if it doesn't cover your emergency? All right, fair. Let's move on. Now that we've now that we have our working capital situated, we have our twenty five thousand dollars in betterment. What's the next step? What kind of account am I opening? What am I investing in? So, um, we're we're gonna slowly get 
towards riskier things because now you have this 30K base. It's mm-hmm. pretty solid, mm-hmm. um, pretty stable. So the next thing is to bump up the risk a little bit and put into like individual funds. Okay. And uh, I propose Vanguard because the- – Am I just getting a brokerage account? Like E-Trade, Share Builder, so you, you can open you can open an account with Vanguard, okay. and I believe that you don't get transaction fees through that. Um, so Vanguard's a bank. Uh, uh for, a in, in, a, in a simple discussion, yes. Okay. I mean, the the but <coughs> it's more complicated than that. All right, but um. You know, or you could open an account with Fidelity, you know, because maybe you think in the future you're going to buy some Apple stock and you want to, you know, have everything in one location. Yeah. I, I think it, it actually winds up being more personal choice. Okay. You know. What do you do? Um, what do you do? I, I use Fidelity. Okay. Fidelity so is a I, I buy, buy – what, what Fidelity is just a regular brokerage bank. Yeah. And, and I mean the reason I – I don't want to go too deep into it, but the reason I choose Fidelity is like, yes, there are no transaction fees with Vanguard. However – Companies like Fidelity heavily reward you for keeping your money with them. So I have a, a, a fee-free ATM card. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it takes $25 to withdraw from ATM. Van, uh, Fidelity pays for it. So you go to a strip club, you're getting that money back. Yeah, they refund it like instantaneously. And you, if you check your statement, you'll actually see that it was withdrawn, and okay. then they add it back in. Foreign transaction fees, so I withdraw cash, and then I use cash on vacations, and it's, you know, so they give me that. I get the Amex for free with super high cash back. So it, it's beneficial to use someone like Fidelity, I think, over Vanguard, okay. but it's a personal choice. So um, we choose Vanguard because the fees are very low, and because of all funds... They have your interests in mind more than everyone else. And, and because the way the, the company structured like none other in that when you buy into a Vanguard fund, the fund, like all of their funds own the company Vanguard. So being an investor in Vanguard also makes you an owner of Vanguard. So it's literally a company driven by the interests of their investors, not by extracting as many profits from the investors. And that's why their fees are super low and blah, 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 on and on. Okay. It's really like pretty and awesome. It's pretty awesome. Okay. So uh, I say Vanguard. And in, in the article, I give lists to uh, groupings of their funds that I think you should consider. However, I do... Um, show you my personal choices. So you're saying invest in some funds, invest in some individual stocks that you believe in, and start to dive more into the riskier investment. Yeah, and, and and I actually I, I stacked the um the van my Vanguard picks. There's uh, five of them. I stacked at least risky to risky. So you could even get your taste of greater gains. Through Vanguard without having to be like buying Apple stock or whatever. All right. Uh, how can we wrap this up? Uh, read that- the article. Mm-hmm. There's going to be we're, – we're actually probably going to end this and then do a whole thing on, on Vanguard. Yeah. Um, so you could listen to that one to get that. Because I'm confused uh, about Vanguard. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're going we're to talk about that. And, and I think uh, – 
read the article. It's it's not that long, especially if if you don't read uh, the Vanguard portion and below. Um, and and I think like. Uh, it outlines everything for you in a, in a pretty simple fashion, so you can get like legit returns. And uh, I mean, I, I don't want to extol the virtues of investing on this. I think people should know by now. They listen, or just just or, check it out. Yeah, I mean, I just the idea of of getting rid of, getting rid of the savings account, uh, focusing on using a, something somebody like Betterment to build up an emergency fund, which is you know till t- to twenty five thousand dollars. Uh, on top of the working capital, which is their checking account, mm. uh, you know that's that's really what I wanted to talk about. I had a beef with the twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> number, but I'll do it. And look, you know what? Uh, read it or or just listen and don't even read it. And if you don't agree, and I'm sure there'll people who don't like, email me. Yeah. Uh, let let's. I have many educated discussions with many listeners about tons of stuff like tear me a new one tell me what you think uh and hey maybe you'll change my mind yeah and you can email andrew at listen money matters at gmail.com and if you like the show leave a review on itunes please leave a review on stitcher we're getting a lot of good positive reviews and they are helping us grow this podcast and allowing us to get into more listeners allowing us our show to reach more listeners which is good greater exposure yeah greater exposure which is great and we love that. And we get to talk to more people. And we come up with more ideas for episodes. I mean, we're doing this podcast for you guys. This is your show. We need the uh, the feedback. We need Tell the, us what you want. Yeah, tell us what you want to hear. So uh, I want to read a uh, a review. And the uh, <laughs> the title is, I love this podcast. Four stars out of five. And I'll, and I'll explain because mm. exp- they explain it in this. Now, I want to say it's uh, by... Apostol- <laughs> apostolic underscore loving plus truth. I hope I'm saying apostolic right. I, I don't think I am, but we'll go with that. I tune in to it frequently, and it is the only personal finance podcast I actually enjoy listening to. It's nice to hear two different perspectives and the myriad of guests on the show. Since tuning into this podcast, I've become more financially conscious of my spending and have even downloaded Mint to help keep track of my finances. This podcast has even got me to start thinking about investing, which is something I never thought I would do. You guys are doing great stuff. Keep up. Keep it up. Right? Why four stars? He puts up a parenthesis, yeah. The only drawback for me is the drinking and the use of vulgar language, hence the four out of five star rating. Well, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, well, since it's our podcast, we, we can respond. But it's their podcast too. But no, it that, is. that's a, that's, uh, you know. I, uh, that's I, a, I, th- I think I could say, so I think awesome point, And yep. we've actually heard it. Uh, my my mother in law said it. I, I mean, a lot of people have said it to me that yeah. there shouldn't be the drinking and the cursing. And I guess, from my perspective, and and maybe you could add yours, is that um, we're putting our proverbial balls on the table. This is us. This is like the the legit real us. You know how much uh, you you know our numbers. You know our approaches. It could not be more real. And. However, it could be less real if we remove some of our personality from the show. I, I don't want it to be less real. I curse in my daily life. Same. A lot. My and dad- you know what? Uh, 
My if dad you, curses if this is the first sentence. time you heard fuck, then... <laughs> well, look, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I don't want to go into it too much because it's really not uh, worth it, but, you know... Sorry, sorry for the cursing and sorry for the drinking. We we actually we actually do legitimately try to not curse. I think it comes out more out of like passion. It like spills out of our well, mouths. Yeah, that one episode we were arguing about buying versus leasing a car. I think he said the f word like five hundred times. It was really. Like a, it was like a Quentin Tarantino movie that episode. <laughs> I was listening to that. You know, it's funny because I I listen to it. I, I don't think I hear it. <laughs> you're just, I I you're I just must glaze over. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of how great our podcast is, <laughs> uh, look, we're going to a conference in New Orleans in uh, September, and it's called mm. FinCon. It's, it's a financial expo, and uh, they're they're looking for nominations, and I wanted to bring this to uh, – we actually need some help. We would love to be nominated for doing something cool, like doing this podcast, and there's a website – it's uh, fincommedia.com, and you can nominate somebody for a Spotlight Award. And I'm going to put this link in the show notes, and I'll probably tweet it and Facebook it. And I've, I've actually done it in the past, but they're, uh, they, they, they say, maybe you know someone over the past year that has built a great community, produced a viral article or video, or created a new tool or resource. I think the podcast kind of fits into that. Uh, not only that, we have the, our, the rap video that we did. I think we're doing a lot of cool stuff that most people are surprised to see, and are, that's a little bit different. And I think it would be nice to be nominated for a Spotlight Award. That's all. I, well, our I, egos I'm, need to be fed. I, I mean, I'm performing a song at the award ceremony. So Matt, be- Matt wrote a song. like He wrote a song from scratch, a rap song, for this conference. And, I mean, first of all, it's awesome. And he's crowdsourcing a video. He's gonna. It's gonna be a music video like our last one. But I mean, it's it's new. It's completely different, completely fresh. And because we're actually going to another conference later in the year, he wrote another fucking rap. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a writing machine. I'm a writing <laughs> he, machine. He's insane, and it is also completely different. And it's very interesting. The man works very hard. He's super creative. Thank you. He he deserves some some public recognition, mostly <laughs> well, because he needs public recognition. Well, yeah, that's, that. I think it's what. And I think it's on. it's we need this recognition, and we want to be yeah. able to share this award with everybody. So uh, if you have time, that'd be great if you can do that. Nominate us. Uh, we mentioned Betterman a bunch on the show. Uh, you should put twenty five thousand dollars into Betterment, right? Yeah, you should consider it your emergency fund. Uh, ListenMoneyMatters dot com slash Betterment. If you go to that link, you get six months for free, no fees. They waive the fees. That's right. ListenMoneyMatters dot com slash Betterment. And if you guys want to learn more about personal finance, read this article that uh, Andrew wrote. Go to ListenMoneyMatters dot com. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, go to ListenMoneyMatters dot com slash show. So that's it. Thanks again for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. Later, Andy. Later, man.